Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. Slip Angle Show. What a what a silly name for a podcast. This is uh, Adam Jabe. Uh, we are putting out a couple shows here for you on Friday night. I apologize about any delays. Didn't have any up this morning. Uh, Austin's prepping for a Speed Ventures event, and I am uh, working too much, getting ready for Grid Life Mid Ohio. And uh, yeah, I got a couple shows here for you. Uh, one is Tori Skursky from Link ECU, recorded at Grid Life Ice Battle up in Wisconsin, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, with the 365 Racing Buddies. Uh, appreciate their help with with that event. Super fun event. The other one was recorded later that night on the way home to Chicago at like 2 a.m. Uh, with Abe Schmucker, our Grid Life Time Attack director. Um, in his diesel jeep, so that was a uh, that was a trip we were just trying to stay awake. Uh, that dude charged all the way from Wisconsin down to Chicago, like North Wisconsin down to Chicago in the middle of the night. Uh, no problems. We just uh, just kept driving. So I don't know what he was on, but uh, dude stayed awake. We recorded a little bit of a show for you going through uh, the city, and uh, it turned out pretty good, I guess. Uh, just random, we're talking about race car kind of stuff, and. Uh, I do have another similar show, uh, mainly because it's the same person, Abe Schmucker, uh, coming out from Grid Life Cart Battle, another middle-of-the-night mission. He and I coming back from Grid Life Cart uh, Battle in, it's in Ohio, so uh, that should come out uh, shortly. But um, yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Hope you guys are having a good, ra- good weekend racing, driving, and uh, whatever you're doing, have fun and be safe. Go. Ice battled up up in Wisconsin. I'm here with uh, uh, with Tori Skursky from Link ECU. That's right. What's happening, man? Not you, much. You have a high, <laughs> you have a <laughs> Nissan Juke, and you were uh, you were with us all all year last year running with Grid Life events, right? Yeah, last uh, last couple years actually. Uh, so two year, or three Has years been, ago, really? Three years ago, I did uh, the Midwest Festival. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, I did. Yeah, Midwest Festival again, okay. and then last year I did everything except yep. for round five. Okay, yeah, you were Road America and everything too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and you just got a uh, you just got a job with Link ECU. Um, what uh, what is Link all doing? What do you do for that? So I'm the uh, North American sales manager for Link, and uh, yeah, I, I uh, started working for them in September. Yep, and uh, we opened up uh, a uh, U.S. the U.S. office cool. in September. Um, so before that. Uh, Link really had no uh, presence in the yeah. U.S. Oh, and we've I've heard of them for years because you see a lot of builds from Australia and stuff like that that uh, in magazines and online. Yeah, they're they're but. hugely popular overseas. Yeah. Um, it's obviously especially from New Zealand and, yeah. and uh, Australia area. Yeah, are they based in New Zealand? Yeah, New Zealand. That's what I thought. Yep. Uh, what kind of products do they offer? Uh, so that we have a uh, full range of uh, standalone ECUs. Okay. Um, so not just the standalones, but we do also do the plug-ins. Plug-in plays. With the uh, yeah, guitar. plug-in plays. Uh, so we have actually the largest range of plug-in plays on the market. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, like I said, we, we have a full range of standalones. Everything okay. from simple uh, four-cylinder control up to okay. to uh, top-the-line. Uh, full sequential full, V8, full sequential V12. V8. Yeah. Uh, we can't do sequential V12 yet. Yeah, not um, many people can. <laughs> but... Uh, our next our next generation at ECU will be able to do okay. that, but the current one, uh, yeah, we can do uh, sequential on an eight um, eight okay. cylinder with uh, dual onboard lambda, cool. dual drive by wire, yeah, dual drive by wire, yep. throttle wise and everything. Yep, very cool. Uh, what uh, uh, you said? We were just talking about your uh, your juke and you're planning on uh, turning it into basically a full race car. What are the plans this uh, this year for that thing? Yeah, um, so uh, it's. Power-wise, it's uh, pretty pretty stock. I've just got an intake on it, but this year, uh, 
you know, last year I ran the, like I said, the, all but the last round of yep. HPDE. So uh, this year the idea is to run the full um, the full season. And uh, I so I just finished uh, gutting it. I, yep. I got a little bit more to clean out of the car, but then uh, I'm getting a cage uh, installed. And then the plan is to put a Link ECU in it. Yeah, a juke. Fully caged, standalone, and everything. It's going to yep. be so cool. Yep. So different. Uh, car seems to hold it pretty well. You've done, all, obviously, a lot of events with it. Uh, how did it do today at uh, uh, at the lake? Yeah, it did real, real well. Uh, uh, actually, a couple guys in the same class come up and yep. compliment me on the driving and stuff. Were you on winter tires? or also uh, Yeah, winter tires. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I, after the first half, anyway, I don't, I don't know the results of the second half, but the first half I saw it looked like I'm fourth out of seven in yeah. the class, so kind of right in the middle. And, and you also had uh, mishap on the way up. Yeah, what happened with your, uh, with your newly acquired yeah. trailer? So I just bought a trailer in uh, October, yeah. I think it was. Um, and uh, I actually bought the trailer in New Mexico and towed it back to Michigan. Really? Uh, you know they sell them in Michigan too, right? Uh, what's that? They sell trailers up here too. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, I got the trailer in New okay. Mexico because I found the truck in New Mexico. Oh, okay, makes more sense. So I flew down to New Mexico to get the truck, yeah. and then a uh, local friend in Detroit um, talked me into picking up a car for him in Arizona yeah. and towing it back. That makes so, some sense. That's so a I bad, had to a bad buy way a trailer to, to do that. Yeah, you make a trip um, out of a trip. He convinced yeah. me to buy a trailer because he said I needed one, which yep. was true. So <laughs> once you buy a truck, you know, you don't want to start getting on the U-Haul so, trailer game. That's yeah, a little bit yeah. more of a hassle so, than it's worth. So uh, I bought the truck and the trailer on the same trip. Okay. Came back from New Mexico with that. Um, so I have driven cross-country with it. But this yeah. is on, Other than that trip, this is only my second time using the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so on the way here, uh, everything was going fine. I got here, uh, and I parked the truck. I walked around the back of the trailer and noticed – one of the uh, gates for, or the doors for yeah, uh, one of the ramps was open, and the ramp was not oh, there. Oh, no. So somewhere somewhere between here and Michigan, uh, there is a ramp on the side of the interstate. Maybe. 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 We well, don't actually know in well, case something bad happens. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it uh, that happened to us one time. We were going to the main pro rally, and our trailer started disassembling itself like in 05. Uh, it's a bad feeling when you get somewhere, and you're like, I can't get the car off of this piece of junk anymore. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, it wasn't so bad here because there's so many people with yeah. trailers to borrow. It looked like to. somebody had like a matching ramp uh, uh, that you're parked next to. Well, it was they worked. Close they enough. Weren't, they yep. weren't exactly matching ramps, but yep. but uh, yeah, I'm more concerned about when I get home how am I going to get the car off the just street? Find it, find yourself a <laughs> uh, a berm or something and just back into it. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I need to buy a new set of ramps now. So yeah, yeah. Um, so with uh, with Link ECUs, uh, you setting up dealers and everything here in the U.S. Though, yeah, or? I am. Uh, in fact, uh, I just uh, spent this past week. I was in Denver. Okay. Uh, set up a um, uh, well in the process of setting up some new dealers out there. Okay. Um, and next week, I think I'm going to Miami to set up some uh, new dealers there. Okay. So uh, yeah, just kind of every couple of weeks, uh, going to another city and you know hitting as many shops as I can. Trying Very to get cool. Traveling all over the place. Huh? Yep. Now what uh, what other products do they offer? Is it mainly ECU focused or? So yeah, it's 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 basically just uh, the ECUs, the standalones, and the plugins. Uh, yeah. We also do have a full range of um, of uh, sensors that you would need with yeah. standalone. Um, so everything from wide ba- wideband EGT, you know, pressure sensors. Yeah. Uh, we also offer a um, digital uh, dash as well. Oh, cool. Um, and then. Couple the couple of things that are a little bit unique to Link is we have uh, a 
a uh, device called a knock block, okay. which is uh, it's basically a uh, it's two knock sensors into a box that has a volume control with a headphone output. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, so good for for tuners just tuning anything. Yeah. Um, and Can then, you wire that into the ECU then too? Uh, that is completely separate. By Full itself. standalone Full knockbox. Huh? Yeah, yeah, very exactly. cool. Exactly. Just just made for tuning. I remember back in the day, some of my buddies used to make their own with stethoscopes with uh, with GM knock sensors back in the day, oh, yeah. and you cobble stuff together and like tape it to the hinges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, the nice thing about that is even if you aren't tuning a link ECU, yeah. I mean it's just a great tuning device. Very cool. I'll have to check that out. Um, and then we also have a CAN uh, Lambda sensor okay. as well. So uh, that's, uh, you know, for a lot of people running the yep. analog Lambda sensors, uh, the CAN sensors, you know, very cool, a ton faster than uh, the analog sensor. How, how old of a company is Link? Uh, so Link's been around about 25 years. Yeah, I've heard of yeah. it for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah, 25 years, or I guess 26 now, they were in 2018, yep. but... Uh, but, yeah, and then, uh, like I said, we just opened the U.S. office officially in September. Yeah, so. and you're going to be representing them in uh, the most unique time attack car that we have coming next year, I think. Yeah, in the yeah I'm, so. I'm pretty excited about it. It'll be fun, man. Well, so. uh, The nice thing about a car like that is everybody's like, did you see that thing? Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. if you're not setting the world on fire lap time-wise, you got the most interesting car. Yeah, that's what you know. That's one thing I love about it. I mean, I get yeah. so many people that come up to me, and, yeah. and they, they just. I mean, it's like the people's time attack car. You or know, HPD it's funny because car, you know? if you if you ask somebody about the Juke outside of the the racetrack environment, yeah, everyone says the car is ugly. No one likes it. I think they're kind of cool looking. Well, for what I they do are. too. That's why I bought yeah. one. But yeah. but you either you either can't stand the way it looks, yeah. or you're like, oh, I think it's. Or you've literally cool. never looked at it enough to to know what it is. Well, it's one of those know, that's everyday thing, cars. You know, yeah. It's like is you know, ninety nine percent of the car yeah. jukes out there are driven by soccer moms. Yeah, um, just picking up the one kid or the two kids from school. Yeah, it's they're driven by middle aged women. You know, and, um, but but uh, you know the thing is 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 um, yeah I uh, you know I like going on the track. It, it's remarkably quick for what it is. I mean, it's it's uh, 1.6 turbo yeah. engine and it's light and comes with a manual. I mean, yeah. so it's uh, yeah, it surprises people that how quick you can actually make them. Okay, and they got pretty good power potential. You were saying like even the fuel injection system, like you almost can't max it out and direct yeah, well, injection. Yeah, it's direct injection. Which uh, direct injection is a lot of people for race cars. People don't like direct injection. Yeah. Uh, because it's a lot. It's a more, newer technology too. Newer technology yeah. is a lot more complicated to tune. And Most everything. of the ECUs that control it are new and unhacked. Right, and stuff there's too. very few. I know we have one ECU that yep. can do direct injection, but there are very few on the market yeah. that can. I think there might be one or two other competitors that can do it, but not many. So most cars with it are you're working on flash programs and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, Uprev has a, a flash for it, and um, you know that's by far the the yeah. big popular way to tune them. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know anyone running a standalone on one uh, yeah. yet. So. Now, with with the Juke, I think isn't that the car that you can get it in a stick front wheel drive or an auto all wheel drive or something weird? Yeah, like that? so it's uh, yeah CVT um, either front wheel drive yeah. or all wheel drive. But uh, the only way to get the manual is front wheel drive. Yeah, and so yours is front wheel drive. Yes. yes. Um, what's that like uh, in an environment like today? Because your center of gravity is a little higher. Uh, and it was kind of a switchback laden ice course. Uh, how did it do today? Uh, I, th- I think it did great. As far as the center of gravity, you know, um, the thing is, like, well, mine's lowered quite a bit. In yeah. fact, uh, so my daily driver is a BMW 328i. Okay. 
And um, the funny thing is, when I have them parked in the garage, yeah. the roof line of the Juke is only a couple inches taller than the really? BMW. Yeah. That's of course, cool. the BMW stock height. But, yeah. But, uh, and pretty low from the factory, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's so different. It's, it always catches my eye, and I always <laughs> love seeing you wheeling around, man. So, uh, Where can people find out more about uh, Link and, and everything you're going to be doing with them? Um, yeah, you can go to linkecu.com, okay. or uh, you can always uh, call our uh, – we have a toll-free number that's 833-LINK-ECU. Okay. Um, and you can reach tech support or myself on sales there. Yeah. Uh, or you can find our – we have a pretty active Facebook page okay. uh, and Instagram as well. So, Very cool. Well, I hope, yeah. uh, I hope establishing dealers and everything goes well this year. And, uh, yeah, if, uh, if, uh, if you want to check out a, a cool new uh, U.S.-based – Standalone and ECU company, check them out. I've heard of them for a long time, and now they have a presence. Yeah, we're, here, so. we're and we're, well, and we're looking forward to this year with uh, yeah sponsoring uh, right. the Good Life series. We have uh, almost too many ECU partners this year, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Everybody can get along and well, uh, you more know, options. Nice, you know, this year because we're, we're not only sponsoring the Grid Life series this year, we're yeah. also sponsoring Global Time Attack. Oh, cool! Uh, we're the title sponsor of Formula D Pro Two really? this year. I didn't know that. And uh, associate sponsor of Pro One. Yeah. And we're also a sponsor of uh, IDRC this year as well. Going going deep with all the so, uh, all the series. Yeah. But, so, well, we appreciate your support. And as always, I love seeing you out there. I'm glad you keep coming out, man. We'll all try right. to keep hosting fun events for you. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. And pretty soon we get to sit down for dinner. And I'm very hungry after today. I'm so pretty hungry myself. It should be uh, it should be better than being starving because uh, <laughs> I need some food. We've been standing on that lake for like. 12 hours. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, uh, good to have you. And check out uh, Link ECUs. So. Thanks. Go. Hey, Abram Schmucker. What's happening, man? Hey, buddy. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. We're cruising through Chicago. And we're driving uh, down into the loop in Chicago yeah. after a four-hour trip from Stevens Point. That was, uh, that was a day. We did... Uh, Good Life Ice Battle 2018, second year we did this. This is the first year you went ice racing. That's right. I live in Indiana now, so it's, I don't know, four hours less driving to get to Ice Battle than it was last year. Yeah, you used to uh, used to live way up in, in the mitt in Michigan. Um, that would have been a hike. But Although we did have some people from Detroit, so <laughs> that's kind of far, too. But. Yeah, people people really seem to like this event. Yeah, it was I was cool. here, uh, obviously, for the first time, and I can see why. Um, I got to spend a little bit of time driving uh, Andy Spedegard's car. and We both did. We both did. Really uh, got into it and enjoyed it, and did a couple, couple heats, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a stock S2000 with really good snow tires and a lot of rust. And it's so unbelievably fast. <laughs> it was the FTD on the first course. And then it was just like a tenth or a half a second under basically a full like WRC rally car in the in course number two. Yeah, um, uh, I actually rode with him for uh, a couple of runs and then drove myself. And uh, what what he's able to get that car to do is, is really hard to describe. It's pretty wild. Um, I've ridden with him before at Blackhawk and... The, the level of grip he had with the studs on the ice was, was just about consistent with what he was doing on street tires yep. at Blackhawk. I believe that. It, uh, it's a, it, the studded tires on the, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, a loose surface ice because uh, we had snow all day. But, like, the studs still grip so well. Uh, and his studs were only, like, what, three-quarters of an inch tall with, you know, the lock nut. On the yeah, outside. I think they recently developed a spec stud, and uh, 
to oh. try and keep the speeds down. You got music going? Get turn that on. And um, even with that, they they seem to have just incredible grip. Yeah, it's just so stupid. It's it's like dumb how good it is. But a lot of studded cars today, and uh, it was uh, it was a good day. We probably had I think we had seventy drivers um, with uh, with like crew and corner workers and stuff that were driving also. So yeah, a lot of fun. Um, I sat in your Jeep a lot, and I worked the the finish line cones because we had that was like the the area where everybody hit the cones. Um, but so the the Jeep's been kind of a, a fun point of discussion this weekend, anyway. Yeah, you, um, you bought this uh, this turbo diesel Jeep like a 2014, which I didn't know that e- these even existed. I knew that the the Liberties existed, but I didn't know they made the big ones. Yeah, uh, so uh, Cherokee. I moved from northern Michigan down to Indianapolis like four months ago, and. I have a garage that I could have parked my truck, uh, but it was really tough and it got worse and worse as the snow came down and like you got hard to be able to see things. Yeah, you had a Silverado. And um, I I said something to Anish from Speed Freaks and GT Auto Mall and he he just kind of took the lead and said, hey, I'll find you something. Um, And I had seen that the eco diesels were kind of a thing and uh, just wanted to give it a try. And the next thing I knew, he had found something that was, was just about perfect for what I needed. And uh, I made the trip yesterday, so we had uh, driven from northwest Indianapolis to Chicago uh, during, like, rush hour period (laughs) and uh, picked up Cone, drove back down to South Holland to pick up you. Because my car broke. In traffic, uh, and then drove all the way up to Stevens Point, which is, like, I don't know, 460 miles or so yeah, like total hours, trip. Eight hours plus. Nine hours in, in the car, probably. And I still had a quarter of a tank of fuel That's when I got impressive. there. It's a 25-gallon tank, you said? Yeah, you it's You only huge. put 20 in when you got gas today? Yeah, I only put 20, so. Uh, and we idled for probably, what, three hours today? Easily, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty cool truck, but uh, we did just break it. Yeah, um, we we left late. It's, what, like, on. 9 o'clock or something, and... Um, we drove through a snowstorm because it's been snowing all day in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was a lot of snow. And I had heard that the uh, diesel exhaust fluid injector in the exhaust stream is kind of in an exposed area, and it could be subject to, like, getting caught on something. It's kind of uh, underneath the passenger's feet, like, uh, in, in where, like in the spray pattern of the passenger's front wheel. Um, and it's a plastic injector, we learned now, uh, that goes into the exhaust and a bunch of wiring that's like just kind of hanging right there, right in the bottom, like right on the bottom of the Jeep. And so I, we, we were doing like 60 that. or so on the highway, and I drove through some snowy slush ice. Yeah. It was probably six inches deep at least, and uh, instantly, like the whole dashboard lit up and flashed a bunch of things and pinging a bunch of messages. and. We're, I mean, it's, it's like the middle of the night, so there's really nothing we can do. No, uh, no we got to check it out in the morning, but it's running fine. Pretty nice truck, though. I, uh, the only thing that uh, that quirked me out is that you can't put it in gear if the door is open. So don't get uh, don't get, don't get carjacked uh, with the door open. Or almost get hit you by You can't drive car. away. Yeah, you can't drive. Yeah, yeah uh, we, we pushed a car off course, uh, and then I hopped back in it, and... I had the door unlatched a little bit, and it wouldn't let me move. And the car was, like, had been sent again. And it took, like, a minute for me to figure it out, and it was, like, a minute ten for that car to get there. 
about a, about a one mile course, I think, about seven eighths of a mile or so. Uh, they were they were guessing. Um, so it took a while to get around, but uh, I think the fast times were like forty nine to fifty seconds. Yeah, that was. I, neither of us got really close to that, but neither of us yeah, we also both got, got like, extended numbers of runs. We, uh, I, did, I did two runs. I did 57, and you did... Um, 58. Yeah, it was uh, uh, in the same car, uh, the, the Ice 2K. Uh, what's what's amazing, though, is if you compare that to even like cars with just winter tires, not on studs, the separation in time between us and like the fast cars on winners was like twelve seconds or something. Twelve to like yeah, twelve to thirty seconds in some cases on, on winter tires. Studs are so fast. But. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a cool day. I had a good time. We talked a lot of grid life about the season coming up, uh, about all the things that we're planning and doing and everything. Because um, Abe, you're our time attack director, kind of the the co time attack lead with me. You get to be in charge of grid and things like that. Um, there's always people yelling at me. Yeah, yeah, you get to take the brunt of it now. Now we have, now I have too much else to do. So, um, but yeah, it. Uh, and we're also talking about uh, one lap things in your car. Uh, yeah. Plans being laid. Uh, you got a built motor Evo 10. Uh, last time you were on the show, I don't think you had a built motor in it. Now it's built and. And I'm all out of money. So. 500 and something horsepower. It's on a dyno jet. It's like 522. Now we're uh, now we're drumming up potential. Uh, partners and sponsors through grid life channels to maybe do some content through uh, one lap and there's there, there should be a, a cool effort coming out of that thing hopefully i can tag along but i i hope so um trying to put all the pieces of the program together so that you know it's not just like us going but screwing around building a team money. to like yeah. actually be competitive and if things go well uh, really be competitive, so we'll, could, we'll see. Could, could be a fun car. I, I enjoy driving the car. I, I we were talking about your uh, your Evo. And those things like three thousand some pounds. You thought it was like thirty four hundred pounds. I think so. Yeah. Um, and uh, which kind of shocks me because they don't really drive that big, but they are big cars placement wise on track. Like you know, uh, they take up a lot more room, and you you can feel that. But it's a pretty nimble car for for how heavy it is. Um, so we're talking about weight reduction. We're talking about some aero stuff. Um, You've uh, yeah, you've been talking to Mike Lewin from Professional Awesome about Aero stuff, who was just on the show I think you know, a few weeks ago. So um, yeah, the car's been pretty banged up for the last couple of years, um, and it's it's up with uh, the body guy like right now. So hopefully within the next week or so, it's all finished and it's clean and repaired, and then you and I can get to work on you know taking the measurements that Mike is looking for. Building and a big splitter and also yeah. um, trying to get the last couple of pieces dialed in so that everything on the car works the way we want it to. I would love to pull 200 pounds out of that car though, if without like making it a total piece of junk. I think we can pull at least 100 because um, you've got all factory noise stuff, sound sheets, carpeting, everything, right? Yeah. So the only thing uh, major, I mean, I wouldn't even say this is major. I, I pulled the stereo equipment out of the car. So okay. Uh, originally, it had like the the upgraded stereo system, yeah. which meant um, like a heavy head unit and an amplifier under the driver's seat and yeah. all of the speakers. It was, so with those out, I, I think it's probably like you know twenty five or thirty pounds out, which is not huge, but it's. I would imagine actually be more than that. Speakers are heavy, but oh, the the amplifier was lighter than I expected to okay. be. It was only like five pounds. Yeah. Well, um, twenty five pounds is twenty five pounds. Got to do that about ten more times. Yeah. Right. Um, and then when when I changed the the brakes over a long time ago, 
to a two-piece, we lost, I don't know, five or six pounds per per corner. Yeah, rotational weight, too. And so. then changing the factory struts for the Olin's uh, coilovers that I have pulled a considerable more amount of weight out. Are those those are aluminum body coilovers? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll see what happens in the next couple months with that car. Uh, hopefully doing some testing before and at Mid-Ohio Grid Life. Um, so, yeah, speaking of Grid Life, what... Uh, what are you looking forward to with uh, with the Time Attack series that we have to uh, put on the show for for people? What uh, I mean, what are the things coming up for uh, for 2018 that you're uh, you're I'm, curious about and, and anxious I've been about? really lucky to like get to know a lot of the drivers, not only the guys that are regulars, but the guys who come to you know an individual event or might be new to Grid Life and yep. know have known them through you know other engagements in in racing and like getting getting the field of cars that i think we we would really love to see is having cars that are really built to the limit of of every class to really see what the the limit potential yeah, is a big field of cars built to the limit but and we're uh, getting more and more like you know that, that car might be about you know that, that could be close to what i think that class should do and i think these guys are really sharpening um they're sharpening these cars so much and really finding most of the limit, but that, it seems like the limit just drops so much. Like you almost every year, the the records fall like almost every event. Uh, so you kind of wonder when does that slow down? I don't know. It'll be, I think it'll be soon, but I think there's a couple seconds left in a lot of these classes. So. Well, as I like filter through the email questions about rules and uh, look at the applications to to compete at Midwest Festival, I think one of the things that we're seeing is. Uh, the, our, our group of drivers is focusing a little bit more um, on our series versus like trying to build a car that runs in everything. everything. Yeah. And as they do that, it means that they're they're really looking hard at, at ways they can find improvement opportunity. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been a cool year. Uh, 2017 was cool. A lot of work, uh, but we saw so much progression in uh, uh in the way we do things and in the way our drivers really approach, uh, you know, the seriousness of, you know, track battle, basically. So. By the by, the end of two, uh, 2017, um, our record for HPDE Plus, or, or street class as, as we call it now, would have been fast enough to put you on the overall podium for street modified at Gingerman at Midwest Festival in 2016. Yeah. So, like... Cars have, have really improved their times and their pace, even in a really short period of time. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it's a cool series. What is that noise? It is ice coming off the hood. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's in the dashboard with my earphones and listen to this. Um, no, I, I, I think it's. Uh, stay to the left here, F94 East. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a cool year. I'm, I'm excited about it, but. Uh, uh, so all the little things going up, leading up to it, we were talking about earlier. Um, that's the stuff I don't love to to think about is you know making the lists and building all the boxes of everything that we have to take to the events and getting sure getting it all in one place. And uh, but that stuff's happening. We we're getting all the the planning done and uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be good. To a large degree, I'm looking I think forward we're to ahead of, get it started. We're ahead of a bunch of it, right? Because Big, we're, it's, we're so far ahead than we were last year. Um, I think mainly because our track team is kind of uh, 
you know, we've got heads of the different departments now in in trackside, and so we've got more people. There's more pieces uh, in the in the personnel puzzle that have uh, uh, you know that have been filled. So um, more brains figuring out what we need and remembering what we need and making their own lists and uh, weekly conference calls and a lot of emails and. Now, I, I got a much better feeling going into it this year as far as working as a team because last year, you know, basically you showed up in mid-Ohio and we had talked on about rules a little bit, but and then we just got started. So yeah, uh, now I, we've done I don't a know, lot maybe of it was together. like a little bit of a, a learning experience and learning um, my role in the organization and like how I can contribute best. And, and now it's just like to the point where uh, track team is uh, a small but tight-knit group that yeah. – we're all kind of bouncing ideas off each other pretty much all the time. Um, but that means that we, we have ample opportunity to try and make the series better than it was last year. And, and I, I think most of the drivers would, would absolutely agree that it was better than it was in 2016. And so at no point was the series ever bad. It's just we're, it's, we're pushing yeah, the envelope. It's growing, too, and it's changing. And uh, you got to evolve with your drivers. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, when we when you start from basically like nothing, you have to turn it into a sanctioning body somehow, and that's kind of what it's became is you know one of the time attack sanctioning bodies. So, and um, more and more pro and official all the time. What what always like stands out to me is um, you know the the cost of our events relative to the investment teams might make to show up to one of our one of our events. Yeah, it might be a, a tenfold difference, right? Where if if a crew comes with uh, a full-size tractor trailer and a rig and a team and um, spare parts and all of these things like the cost of the ticket is like nothing compared to so much what effort they're into trying somebody, yeah. to do or accomplish at our just to break a track site. record yeah and and be seen and uh and, and be part of the uh, you know the event so a lot of big trailers this year that's that does pose a problem in some of these paddocks but um <laughs> we ran out of space at uh uh, at Road Atlanta and at uh, Midwest Festival, but uh, so how many uh, how many time attack cars do we actually want at uh, Midwest Festival? We got applications out uh, or in for. We could have about 170 if we wanted to, and I don't want that. I, I we think can't actually get that many transponders either. I think that's too big. I mean, I, we're I between want, a I rock and a hard place, though, year, um, with respect to like lots and lots of drivers want to be at Midwest Festival yeah. and. I would love the opportunity to like take everybody. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're at a point where we have more applicants than there are transponders to be had. And literally track time to be had. We can't have we can't have up to like time attack K group. So <laughs> like that's uh, too many. As as we like build the program and and start to send out notifications to to drivers with ticket opportunity, like what we really need to do is communicate that those folks really should be spending time at Mid-Ohio where that will give them more track time at a world-class venue and hopefully will grow that event to be as big um, in in like stature as as Midwest because um, I'd like all of our event series to be full yeah and, and I think every single one offers unique characteristics where it's like Mid-Ohio is, of course, a, a really famous track. Uh, our, our setup at Autobahn kind of requires 
drivers be really talented at, at learning new tracks quickly. Three and tracks like in one weekend. Yeah. Only getting a couple of uh, shots on goal, as it were, to like be fast. So um, between all those things, every every event has some unique character. And given that this is only our second year for Mid-Ohio, I think already our, our field is going to be pretty strong. Well, so far we've got uh, the season-long pass. Those guys, um, they're, there's what, 39 or 40 I, I think there's just about 40 yeah um so we've already got a 40 car field for time attack there and i think we sold 20 more which is a similar to the size field we had last year and it's only you know the first of february second of february or whatever yeah so and I'm, I, I'm i'm happy with those but i would love to see more i, I would i would love to see a 75 80 car field there that would be an awesome event but well i know that it's like really early in the season and builds might not be done yeah. um, early april saying a build is done like doesn't doesn't make sense right it's it's if you're doing time attack it's just a period between when things are broken yeah you, so. <laughs> it's never done I, most race cars are never done um but no let's uh yeah let's uh i would i would love to encourage more listeners we got spots in i think all run groups of hpde also there's like and there I've more beginner there. spots available than anything which is cool Usually those are the first ones to go in, uh, in Midwest Festival and stuff. But, yeah, I'd love to encourage the listeners to come out to it. So check it out. Well, I think that event is really exciting is uh, because we have the, like, Southwest. Um, I would call them the fast guys, I guess. They're mostly Corvette people. Um, that home track for them is mid-Ohio. And they come out or they came out and supported us last year and brought uh, a level of, like, talent and um just like professionalism in, in execution yeah was yeah. really exciting there were see. a lot of uh, Optima series guys and we definitely have a drunk honda crv in front of us definitely yeah so drunk good he's getting off the highway nope he's not getting off. just the kidding all three lanes in about 10 seconds he's gonna drift into the semi right now yeah that's that's not awesome All right, now we passed him, so that's good. <laughs> very tired or very drunk, getting off the highway. Good. It's only two thirty. Yeah. So, I'm very tired myself, but uh, so I can't uh, believe how you bombed down this whole entire way, like five straight hours in the snow. Well, pretty impressive, Abe. I, I felt like that's like the the hallmark of a, a good vehicle was just being able to get in it and go for extended periods of time without too much fatigue. Yeah. So. It, like pass that test we'll have to figure out the um, we're at four and a half hours traveling since we left Stevens Point yep. we're not yet to Adam's place but yeah we're, going, we're actually getting pretty close we're about two exits away so going back to uh, yeah grid life the 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 guys hopefully will will show up again um, from Midwest or not Midwest from uh, Southwest Ohio and if we can continue to draw them not only to mid Ohio but to some of our other events I think it'll um, I think it'll raise the bar with respect to like what the rest of our drivers think they need to do to be competitive. So I, I'm really excited about that too. Yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be a cool event. I, I loved the Mid Ohio event. It's uh, the track battle events uh, versus the festival events. I like them because they're, they feel more like uh, they're just less hectic for us track side. So we can kind of enjoy the enjoy the event more rather than plan thrash plan thrash. You know, you know, it, it's not. It's not a constant stream of too many things to do, but um, yeah, 
and it's and it's a and it's more track time focused. Um, the the evenings are more relaxed. So I'm I'm uh, really and we got a better weekend. We got a, we got the weekend after the, the one we had last year, which is historically better weather. So although we did have like perfect weather last year, um, one of the things that was unique about last year uh, was was the fact that on Saturday, because of some NASCAR obligations, we had to wrap up early, yep. and the track went cold at something like three o'clock. And rather than, than people sprawling out and going back to hotels and whatever, everyone just hung out and yeah. fired up barbecues. And yeah, it was pretty we cool. were, I don't know, we were trackside until like uh, 10 or 11. Yeah. People just hanging out, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a great weekend. That was uh, a great way to kick off the season. I hope that happens again. So get off at the next one, not this one. Yeah, Sibley Boulevard. No, not or that one. Not the next okay. one. One fifty ninth, heading that way. Yep, heading right. So, almost down to my house. I am. Uh, I talked a lot today, and I f- once in a while you just feel like you don't have anything else to say. Um, but uh, today was one of those days where it got my motivation um, to do, you know to do this grid life stuff going again because the summer the winter is just it's kind of hard to just want to plan and plan and plan but you got to fire up an event and go wide open throttle and a borrowed s2000 once in a while it's so it, fun it, it just kind of takes the winter and it kind of makes it a little easier um and and it got me a little bit motivated to you know break out the recorder and and talk about this stuff a little bit but uh um, I, I think both of us feel the same way in that um CWSCC, which is the the Central Wisconsin Sports Car Club, uh, does these ice racing events a lot. Yeah, they do probably six or eight of them a year if the if the ice is good. January, I think February. Andy said it was like the beginning of January until usually about the end of February, yep. and they'll they'll try and run any weekend that they have free. Um, so grid life, seemingly now at least for the last two years, has gone basically once, but. Outside of our work capacity, I'm considering going back up there just yeah, if to, it's, to if try the, and do uh, some laps. If the, if the ice holds uh, until end of February, I would kind of like to go one more time. But it's it's just far enough away. Just far enough away. But, man, is it worth it. I just don't have a car to do it with. But, um, what uh, what uh, what are your plans for, uh, for future ice racing mobiles? Do you have anything in mind that you want to put together? I think in order for me to be able to buy anything, it means I need to have, like, stop spending money on the Evo. <laughs> yeah, you should probably do that. It's, God, the, the last the last three years have just been... Hemorrhaging cash, huh? Hemorrhaging money on a monthly basis. I'd be ashamed to admit it on the podcast. Um, I try to do as much of my own work as I can. Uh, I did the, the motor swap myself and a bunch of other things, but... There's, there's just some details that like were over my head or electrical yeah. issues that I didn't think I could diagnose effectively and um, fuel system the, stuff. the fuel system stuff to get it done properly was I mean I occasionally post pictures on Instagram and stuff like that and the quality of work is exceptional but you you do pay for quality work and yeah. um, I guess I'm lucky to be in a position where I can I can pay it, but hopefully you're almost done. It doesn't. With paying, I don't think it matters how much money you make. It's never enough to do racing. Never, so. never. I I personally for, for ice racing, I kind of want to just build some studded tires for the Fraser and take the body off. God, I think that would be, be cool. super fun, like 800 pounds or whatever. Um, 
Now, studded tires are amazing. Ice racing is uh, it's very different. Um, if you ever get a chance to do uh, ice racing, and, and when we say racing, basically it's a... It's, it's a, an autocross on ice. Yeah, it's a big track autocross, like high-speed autocross stuff. So take it right at the light right there. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, if you ever have a chance to do that, check... Uh, check an event out uh even just watch it i mean basically we watched all day and just worked the track all day um but uh, it was it, it's very entertaining uh, it was very fun so and there's like all kinds of cars that showed up i know that one car today um was a mustang on all season tires it was like a new coyote mustang. it was actually like summer tires they're like nitto nt555s or whatever and he so couldn't like, go anywhere it's not the best setup, no. but but he had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun, right? Yeah. And that was that was the. Point. It was the probably the coolest sounding car. The the is a newer five liter one, and it would echo off the trees, and it was it was kind of rad. Actually. So that was my first time actually being um, on ice. Yeah. And it like once we were out there for a while, it felt totally normal. But that that second where we were driving down the boat dock and we first drove onto the ice was a weird moment for me. I was yeah. like. Is this is this really what we're doing? No, we're driving on a lake, and that's what we're doing all day. And we're not going to uh, leave the lake unless we go to the bar to use their bathroom. And Cohen was like, "No, if you really want to see something weird, just like open Google Maps and uh, drop a pin for where you are, and it's like the center of the lake." Yeah, that's that's a weird thing too. No, it was a the, it's it's a really cool place that they do it at there with uh, with the lakeside bar and the little boat launch, and then you can actually you know, use the bathroom, get lunch. Um, perfect venue for it really uh, super quiet little bay um yeah i couldn't uh you know couldn't ask for a whole lot more there and it's, it was actually really smooth the ice wasn't heaved or anything yeah and um, the, the way they had broken apart the run groups meant that like they could adjust the the driving line just a little bit yep and make pull, sure that cars pull in front of the or, uh, next to the over there over there yeah i gotcha just go against it so we can get the car out of the garage on the other side pull right um, up to the civic so, yeah, yeah they, they adjusted the driving line a little bit, and so any ruts that showed up as a result of the, the studs just kind of, like, yep. weren't a problem. They get polished out by the uh, by the street tire cars um, or, you know, winter force, winter, the Arctic Arctic forces and the winter whatever is in the Blizzaks. But Speaking of, of grip on the ice, how many times did you fall in your face? Today? I fell so hard four times, and I fell kind of once. I had a full home alone, like feet up in the air, four feet in the air kind of fall. Uh, it was so polished underneath that, uh, right by, right by finish line where I was working. I got six out. Hours. I got out of there too, and I was just like making fun of you for having fallen down. And and Cohen's sitting in the front seat, and I'm walking around the jeep, and I just slipped. It was so polished, like it was glare ice, and it was underneath of like, like flurry snow, so it was even softer. But uh, or even slipper, add a nice lubricant of snow to the top of the ice. But um, yeah, I don't know. My I'm gonna be sore tomorrow. We'll. Uh, <laughs> we'll I think see we need to invest if we're gonna keep doing this. We need to invest in something like golf shoes and just have like tiny. There were a couple of people that had the sho- like the things you wrap around your shoes, and it was like a kind of like a uh, an elastic lace, but it had like metal rings on it. Oh, nice. Uh, and I think I need to get a set of those. I don't want to fall. On, I like I almost broke my wrist falling. Uh, one time shagging a cone well, like and and if that happened to you i guess i'm in a different position because i can it would kind of screw my life up if I broke job, my right? <laughs> it'd be a little tough if you yeah. had to like do work and swing a hammer all day yeah well we got to my house uh anything else you want to talk about eh, i don't want to go to bed 
we'll, we'll have uh, to, we're getting up in the morning and, and trying to take a look at the Jeep and see if we can figure out what caused the problem or if there's any loose wires or whatever. Yeah. If and if we don't see anything, we're just going to clear the code and I'm going to drive home. Yeah. But well, uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be fine. It seems to run fine. It's not giving you the uh, 200 miles or less warning for uh, for the deaf fluid. So well, I bet you it's wiring. But we haven't shut it off in four and a half hours. That's true. So, that uh, is true. It, well, it, it's been going for about two and a half hours since that happened. I think that's true. But we didn't shut it off. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it starts up in the morning. Well, we'll see if Abe gets to Indy, and I made it home, and it's 2:36 in the morning. So. Long day, but uh, yeah, thanks to CWSCC and uh, Grid Life Buddies for coming out. A lot of familiar faces, uh, a lot of our regular Time Attack and HPD guys uh, and gals. Um, there was a lot of people there. There was like 100 people walking around on the ice it was all weird. day. It was weird. Drinking coffee, uh, watching cars drive around in circles. But um, Yeah, I, I've, I've been having a rough week this winter, uh, especially the last week leading up to this. Like, just so crabby about snow and crabby about cold and i'm just fed up with work and this totally changed my mood if you need to if you need to pick me up ice racing kind of rules yeah it's 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 awesome i appreciate you taking us in your broken jeep though too yeah well next time we'll do it again so yeah so anyway we'll uh we'll talk soon man we got uh we got a whole summer of podcasts to do we won't yap about grid life too much but thanks for listening everybody We'll, uh, we'll be back. Uh, check out uh, CWSCC for any of their future events uh, up in Wisconsin, Lake Dubay, uh, and Stevens Point area. And, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a good time. I'd highly recommend it. So have a good day.